Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. All with great warranties. Fabulous pre-owned inventory, and they go over every vehicle. With the Sunbury Motors guarantee, makes a big difference in the buying experience and a terrific service department that backs it up every step of the way. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Joined now by the outstanding Jerry Dulac, Steelers Network. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We have Jerry all set to go here. I'm all set to go, Steve. Hello. Of course you are. Yeah. (laughs) How are you, my friend? First of all, happy holidays to you and that great family of yours. Well, thank you very much for saying that. I'm excited, uh, Steve. My daughter is coming home tonight uh, from Orlando where she is working, and uh, she's coming in for a wedding for a couple, three days, so... I'm thrilled to have her come home for uh, even a short time. Just glad that she'll be back for a little while. For a little and while, she, and she is a she is first class in every way. So, well, well I raised. appreciate you saying that, my friend. Well raised. Uh, let's see now. Four hundred yards and scored as many points as Iowa does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the Big Ten actually, except for three yeah. teams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what did you see that was even different on on Sunday that maybe you hadn't seen before, if anything? Yeah, we'll start with the 421 yards. That's what we haven't seen since Matt Cannon has been the coordinator. You go back to week two of the 2020 season was the last time they had had over 400 yards in a game, and it's the most since um, uh, 218 uh, yeah. when in a game in New Orleans. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, of course, is the biggest difference, the, the flow and fluidity of going up and down the field. Yeah, the net result is they still had one touchdown and just 16 points. So if you're just looking at it and you're saying, oh, okay, they fired the coordinator, and look, it's just the same old thing, uh, from that standpoint, yes. But you saw them uh, willing to attack downfield more. You saw mm-hmm. a little a more comfortable Kenny Pickett. Uh, his deep throw accuracy the other day was spot on. And I thought there was a certain amount of irony, if not symmetry, that, I mean, I even said uh, to me, I, I don't want to say it was an easy guess, but I said first play, the, first play of the game is going to be down the middle to Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. And, you know, both a guy who's been missing in an area of the field that, for the most part, has been missing. And that's what they did. And, um, you know, that's, that's what you saw. I mean, the running game's been the running game, Steve. Yes. Uh, the last four games, yeah. they're averaging 174 yards. So that right. hasn't changed. But I think it, it's the comfort factor. Kenny Pickett really likes Mike, Mike Sullivan. He has a nice relationship with him. Um, so you you um, you know, and ha- obviously getting Pat Fryermuth back uh, really helped the the passing attack. That's 
you know, those are the second most yards. I mean, 278, it's not like it was 400, but those are the second most uh, passing yards that um, Kenny Pickett has uh, in in a game or has had in a game. <clears throat> you know, seven games now without an interception. I think it's like 215 throws without a pick. The the downside of that, Steve, is just, you know, four touchdowns on a year and, and, and mm-hmm. one in the past uh, six games. And so that's an area that needs to improve. Um, but you could, you just had, it was just the feel and the look of the offense was entirely different, despite the fact that the point totals were still the same. You and I both know in watching players over the years, quarterbacks will have a certain comfort level with certain people, people they can trust in certain areas. Now, and this is me from 30,000 feet, it just seems that Kenny Pickett has always had a pretty good feel for Pat Fryermuth out there. There's no question about it. And, and, and he has a good feel with, with uh, Mike Sullivan, you know, his quarterback coach. You know, it's funny, yeah. Steve, uh, I'm, I'm watching, you know, when I'm doing the, the pregame show up in the booth, and I'm watching the guys warm up as I typically do, and I'm watching Kenny Pickett throw, and I'm thinking to myself, man, he looks really comfortable making the throws down the field. Just, you know, the, the ease with which he looked. And it just, it just struck me, and I watch him every game, not specifically, but I watch it because it's in front of me. Yeah. And I and 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 I remember thinking that boy, he just looks more comfortable um, throwing that uh, th- whichever pass he was throwing, but especially the deep ones. Now that would be akin to me going to the Masters, watching the guys on the practice range, and saying, "Oh yeah, I like yeah. Max Homa because he's hitting a lot of straight balls." I mean, that's you know that's ridiculous. Sure. But right. but yeah. and I don't know if there was any correlation, but Kenny Pickett played that way uh, on Sunday. And and um, I think it was just the whole idea of a new coordinator, the comfort level that he has with his quarterback coach now calling the plays. And I think I don't think there's any question there was a palpable amount of of excitement that things were going to change. And I think that was part of it too. You you and I both know that you play your defense to your offense. Right. And if you feel like, you know, and I can't really take as many chances because my offense can't get it back, you're not going to take as many chances. Do you think the door might be open, and we'll see how the next couple of weeks play out, that the Steelers' defense can unleash even a little bit more because they feel the offense has the ability to get it back? You know, Steve, I've actually talked with a couple uh, defensive coordinators, former defense coordinators about that, including your friend and mine, Tom Bradley. And, and yeah. yeah, I mean... When you have an offense that you feel can score more points, um, maybe you call a few more zero blitzes. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing about the Steelers is their defense has been pretty good throughout, but that's, uh, um, you know, but they've been, they've had to play that way. They've had to keep themselves in those games because of their, uh, because of their uh, offense. And so, you know, I, I always compare it as you, as you, as I just did, and you, as you, as you know, I compare it to golf. If you are not making birdies, then you are playing not to make bogeys, right. and you can't play that way. But if you're make if you're making birdies, then you think, okay, I'm not going to worry about a bogey because I'll make it up with a birdie. And it's the same thing in football. You know, if you make a mistake defensively, if you try something, you make a mistake. You think, okay, well, our offense is good enough; they can bail me out. So you can't play you can't play scared. You can't always play conservative, but you have to when your offense isn't making birdies. But when they are, then all of a sudden you could take a few more chances. Yeah. Uh, 
T.J. Watt, uh, it's interesting. The number of tackles versus the number of negative plays, I'm talking about that he creates, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a remarkable percentage. He has the ability to make the big, spectacular play. How does he do on the, quote, ordinary downs, in your opinion? You, you know, Steve, it's funny because, yeah, he's tied for the league lead with 13 and a half sacks, but I have seen games where he is just as impactful, maybe even more, mm-hmm. when he doesn't have any sacks or might just have one because the quarterback is so bothered. This is what happened in Vegas. Jimmy Garoppolo was so bothered where the T.J. Watt was, uh, uh, where he was, and how quick is he coming that every time he took the snap and dropped back or got the center snap, he peeked to the right to see where T.J. Watt was. And also other teams, that, and we've seen it a lot lately, they're committing at least two guys to him because they do not want him to wreck the game. And, and because of that, now you're giving up a body uh, somewhere along the line of scrimmage or with a back or a tight end, usually not a back, though, because it kill those, um, that, that, that otherwise might be able to be involved in the play. And so that's how he affects and impacts the game and, and other offenses. Um, what he uh, T.J. Watt is not – Alex Highsmith on the other side is better. He, he sets the edge better and is better against the run. But it's also because of what they have T.J. Watt do. But you have seen him make interceptions, back passes at the line of scrimmage, and we saw him earlier this year, uh, you know, drop in the coverage and, and um, you know, make, uh, make the interception and, um, you know, turn that game around. So he does it in different ways, uh, even without, uh, you know, making a sack. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, a, it's amazing what, like, what a guy can do even though he's not the one making the play, but he's the guy that creates the play. And right. that's what, to right. me, what Watt does. He creates the play. Uh, how important is it going to be down the stretch having the presence of Minka Fitzpatrick? Well, you know, they've gone four games without him, Stephen. I don't think that was what they had thought was going to happen. If that was the case, they would have put him on IR for four games. Right. Um, I think they thought it was a two-game injury, at worst three games, but you know how it is with hamstring injuries. It's a very tenuous injury, and they wanted to be extra careful because they saw what happened with Pat Fryermuth early in the year. He had a hamstring injury. They had the bye week, so that was only two weeks. He tried to come back uh, probably too early. Maybe it wasn't too early, but he was given the clearance, and then he pops it in practice, and then he goes on IR for four more games. So they wanted to be extra careful uh, with Minka. But having him back, you know, that's the one thing that's happened, you know, the guys in the secondary, DeMonte Casey has stepped in to be the free safety. They, you know, this guy that they had in training camp, Trenton Thompson, has yeah. stepped in. He made the play the other day to turn the game around. The interception on the pass intended for Jamar Chase to start the second half. Um, you know, so they have played very well with the with the moving pieces that they've had to use, and having Minka back uh, obviously just makes them uh, makes them even better. I mean, to me. He is the most indispensable player on the defense because of uh, all the different places that they use him on the field. And, um, you know, you could talk about losing Cam Hayward, which is big, and you could talk about losing T.J. Watt, which is really big. But to me, I think losing Minkin Fitzpatrick really stresses the defense because 
they use him in so many different spots um, that uh, to take, you know, one guy isn't going to replace him for his, just his position. So quite naturally, one guy isn't going to replace, be able to replace him when he's moved around to four or five different positions. I do I have to ask you about the Deontay Johnson play? Uh, it's and to me, it's more than just the play. It was his explanation where he said, "Well, I was blocking on the play and I didn't see what was going on." I'm like, he didn't even move. Uh, yeah, he he, didn't, right. I mean, he, he wasn't blocking either. If you if you call standing there and putting your arms out to the guy, but you're right. There's no excuse for it, Steve. And this isn't the you know we've seen several repeated instances. With Deontay Johnson, I mean, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I certainly don't put him in the Antonio Brown category or anything like that. But, you know, he had to dust up with Mitch Trubisky at halftime in week four last week that got Trubisky benched. He obviously had an altercation with Minka Fitzpatrick, which he acknowledged that happened to, uh, be, uh, after the Browns game. And and I'm sure what that was was Minka watching, uh, watching him on the field and seeing his attitude. And right. I'm sure that's what uh, was the genesis of, of that argument. Uh, now there was, uh, you know, this, this uh, uh, what he did the other day is inexcusable. And right. the fact that uh, if he is not going to be punished beyond apologizing to his teammates is just surprising to me because I don't know how, as a coach, you tolerate that because other teammates see that and think, okay, you're going to let him get away with that? You're not going right. to do anything to him? And yeah. um, it, it was indefensible, and to me, he he needs to be held more accountable than just apologizing to his teammates and saying it'll never happen again. When his track record the last couple of years is that there's always little something with him. Um, you know, typically you don't see that from him in terms of his performance on the field. Um, but you know, this this wasn't the first time, and I I'm sure it will not be the last. Uh, I have to ask you, they're in an interesting stretch right now. They've got Arizona coming up this weekend, which has won just a couple of times this year. Uh, when you look at this stretch, the door is open to maybe 11-7 and seven with this team. I mean, the door. It doesn't mean they're going to get there. But what's your thought on the stretch that they have coming up to maybe allow them to build a playoff resume? There is no question about it, Steve. To me, and I, that was what played into the Matt Canada firing, is that, um, you know, they realized even after that Browns game, that was the final straw, that, hey, we're at 6-4, and four, and we're in this thing, and this AFC is wide open. There is not an unbeatable team in the AFC, and they thought, we can't continue to keep playing this way offensively. And so, yeah, they have Arizona, then they have New England, two two-win teams. So conceivably, conceivably, they should get to 9-3. and three. Then they play Indy, and then they get the Bengals again, minus Joe yeah. Burrow. So, you know, even if they would lose to Indy, they're looking at ten and four with two games to go. And when you and that right now would keep them no more, no more than one game behind not only a division lead, but a, a, a number one seed potentially in the AFC. As ridiculous as that sounds, and as far fetched as that sounds. It's not that far-fetched. And now, I'm not going to say sit here and say they're going to do that. Their last two games are at Seattle and at Baltimore. But the possibility and the opportunity exists for them to do that as late as Christmas Day. So, yeah, it's, they have a very favorable schedule. Baltimore has three games in a row against Miami, San Francisco, and Jacksonville, in Jacksonville. So after they play the Rams following their bye, they have those three teams. 
I doubt they're going to go three and zero through those three games. So, right. yeah, it's very reasonable to think that they could get a home playoff game. And like I said, as ridiculous as it sounds, be in the hunt for the number one seed. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, one final question, Jerry. Tom Brady made a statement about about the league and where he thinks the league is right now in terms of the quality of play. He's not enamored with it. What do you think of the quality of play in the league right now? I, I couldn't agree with him more. Uh, I think he's 100% right. Uh, I, I don't know what it is or why it is, but I agree that when you look at it offensively and the quality of the games, the games are dull to watch. Um, I couldn't put a finger on it, um, but whatever it is, uh, I agree with them. You you don't see, um, you just don't see as many stars excelling. I don't know if people were turned off by the selfishness of today's athlete, but that's been going on for a while. Yep. So yeah, it's it's. I, when I heard him say it, I I couldn't have agreed with him more. Yeah, you know what? So did I. I felt the same way. It's just something that's just like a couple steps off with the league that it's homogenized. You've got too many quarterbacks out too, but there's just something about the league that there's, there's not an excitement and everybody keeps trying to manufacture an excitement. That to me is not there. I agree with you. I agree a hundred percent. My friend, thank you so much. Appreciate it. We will talk again uh, before the month's out. So uh, I won't wish you happy holidays just yet because I'm counting on talking to you again. Well, I hope so, and I'll look forward to it, Steve, as you know. Be well, my friend. Be well, and enjoy your family this weekend. I will. Thanks, man. Jerry Dulac. Outstanding, as always. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Jerry, very honest, direct, and to the point, I thought. Uh, Greg? Yeah, I, I did too. I, I agree with him 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, they, I I mean, the bottom line is you win, and they are winning. But I, but see, I, I see. I heard Tom Brady when he talked about the mediocrity of the league. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Right out of the gate, my first thought was, I agree with you completely, because I actually, in my own way, said the same thing. Yeah, it. I I agree. It's you know I love watching the college football games. Me too. Uh, and I, 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 of course, Penn State's who I watch all the time. But Saturday night, I'm watching games that aren't Penn State, and it's just more exciting than watching the pro game. Now, whether that's the crowd, whether that's the enthusiasm of the of the players, I don't know what it is, but it's much more fun to me to watch a college game than a pro game. Yeah, it's funny because Jack Ham and I were talking about that last week, and we feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just more fun for us yeah. to watch um, that compared to anything else. Yeah. Like, okay. 
And my wife will be the same way. I, I, I am lucky that I have a, a wife that loves sports, and she'll say first thing on a Saturday, okay, what's the Saturday night game? Because, you know, right. we want to watch that. Sunday, pro football, we watch it maybe, but we don't necessarily watch it unless there's – if we have something to do, trust me, we do it. We don't watch pro football. On a Saturday, right. we watch football. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's – and that's, you know – that to us is what it's, um, you know, it's just more, there's more variety, there's more excitement, right. there's more enthusiasm in the stands. Yeah. Uh, I've always said that the NFL, I felt, was too homogenized. Mm-hmm. Like, for, I mean, outside of the Ravens, I mean, I know that Hertz will do a couple of different things. I know Mahomes will do a couple of different things. But everybody's running the same thing, except for maybe Baltimore. Exactly. Yep. That's that's pretty. And the New York Giants. We don't know what they're running. Boy, that's for darn sure. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea what what the Giants are running. Although, I guess DeVito today had some signing that was going on. Oh, really? And and I guess they were overwhelmed with the people that went. You're like, really? (laughs) Yeah, I did not know that. Like, really? (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, this isn't Fran Tarkenton. That's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) I would have been more excited if Phil Simms showed up. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. The best in new inventory, all with great warranties. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee means a lot. It really eases the buying experience and a terrific service department that backs it up every step of the way. Uh, routine. Uh, Difficult to handle it all. So when it comes time to trade in and get your next SMC vehicle, it's already in great shape. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. Greg Wetzel is in the studio today. Last time, Steve. Yeah, last time, huh? Yep, this is it. That's it, huh? I'll be on the golf course tomorrow. Oh, where are you going to play? Bucknell. You're going to play there? Yep, I'm going to play at Bucknell tomorrow. Supposed to get close to 50 tomorrow, Steve. I can handle that. I'm sorry. No. (laughs) So, Jack and I have been driving into home football games together. Mm -hmm. And my clubs were in the back. Uh, This is before, I'm trying to think which game. It may have been the Rutgers game. Mm -hmm. 
and the clubs were in the back. He looks at me, he says, you're not going to be eating those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was cold up there for that Rutgers game. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, yep. the rest of the year I'm done. Nope, not me. If, really? Nope, I'll, uh... If I hit December this, if I get out in December, I'll golf every month, uh, at least once every month this year. Wow. Yep. So I, I plan on golfing in December. Wow. I have a heated vest now, though, Steve. Oh, you're one of those guys. That helps. It helps. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> you're one of those guys. I do. I am one of those guys. Well, good. I think that's great. Yep. I'll tee off tomorrow morning about 9.30 unless there's a frost delay. Frost delay? Yeah. <clears throat> Every once in a while we have that. Yep. Come on. It helps line up the putts. <laughs> no kidding. I like that water in the greens when it starts to melt. See where yeah. previous people putted. <laughs> yeah. hey, wow. Look at that. It looks like it breaks right to left. That's right. <laughs> like, I'll give you one of my favorite like local knowledge deals. Mm -hmm. I'm playing at Ventana Canyon on the mountain course. They have two courses, Canyon Course, Mountain Course. So I'm playing Ventana Canyon Mountain Course. So a long time ago, they played the Skins game there. Mm -hmm. And we were staying at Lowe's. That's why we had access to the course. So before we go out, and I had played the course before, but before we go out, um, before we go out, I'm like, like okay. He says, do you want some uh, a local tip? And I'm playing with Dave Baker. And the two of us looked over and go, you bet. He says, <laughs> he says, no matter what it looks like on the green, every putt breaks away from the mountain. Okay. Like, okay, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense, doesn't sure, it? Sure, it does. Yes. Sure, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So I get to... I don't know, like the fourth or fifth hole. And I knocked it in there on my third shot, and I've got a putt for par. It's about 20 feet. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt, based on this green, that the putt goes right to left. <laughs> but, of course, what's on the left? The mountain. The mountain. <laughs> so I looked over at Dave, and I said, Dave... I say, we are now about to test the knowledge of our pro. <laughs> I said, because I'm going to do exactly what he said. I'm going to putt the thing left to right. But, it, it again, I'm looking at it. It is right to left. <laughs> right. Yep. So I said, you know what? Let's just do what he said. And doggone if I didn't sink the thing going left or right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this I said, this dude knows his stuff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got to give him credit. Yeah. <laughs> it's but hard to believe. If I'd done it my way, <laughs> I'd have had a 12. <laughs> yep, that's right. Oh, it's gracious. Uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. That comes into play sometimes. Oh, it, I mean, I give the guy, I sat there and went, this is great. <laughs> you never doubted him after that, did you? 
No, it's just I, I'm looking at this thing. He says, "There's no way." And Dave's evil guy says, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> I, and I'm, when I mean the mountain is like on the left, like the mountain was like right there to my left. I mean, you know, you'd like maybe maybe about fifty yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Like, okay. Wow. Well, it's, uh, you know, I play Buck now every day. Well, I shouldn't say every day. Uh, quite a bit. And it's funny how sometimes I have a putt and I swear it's going to break to the right and I know it breaks to the left because I've played the green so much. I know which way it's going to break, but you look at it and you swear it's going to go right, but it does go left or something like that. So yeah, it does play tricks with you. I mean, it's, it is, I wouldn't call it insane, but geez, it, you sit there and go, you gotta be kidding me. Yep. And I, I, I gave, I, Dave and I looked at it and said, you know what? I said, glad I ran into that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, my goodness. Oh. So we were talking about, um, about the NFL mm-hmm. and about the difference when it comes to, um, what we're seeing in the NFL now, maybe people disagree. Now, Eagles fans will disagree because they're having you know a terrific season. Yes. Uh, so I understand why Eagles fans would feel differently uh, because their team right now has the best record. Um, but I watch the NFL and I realize that I'm usually working on the next game I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So it is background. But you know, I'll watch the Amazon Prime game. I'll watch the Sunday night game, and I'll watch maybe the Monday night game where I'm not, like so now maybe not the Sunday afternoon games as much. They're just kind of on in the background. But there's nothing that gets me excited watching it. No, no, I it, like I said. I watch the Eagles more than any team because of local interest, so to speak. You know, Eagles sure. and the Steelers. Right. Uh, but. That's it. My wife likes to watch the Kansas City Chiefs because of uh, Mahomes. She likes Mahomes. Sure. Uh, but th- there's nothing that really excites me about the pro game. Because, like you said, you see like you're watching the same thing week in, week out. Baltimore is a different offense. Uh, but, but, again, their offense, you take Jackson out of that offense, what's their offense look like? Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's it's pretty much the same thing over and over again. Uh, no, they they it doesn't excite me. But like like you said, the college game, I'll watch. I'd watch Texas A and M, whoever Arkansas for crying out loud. Yeah. Just because I don't know a player on either of those teams, but I enjoy watching that because of the college atmosphere. The, the, atmo- the excitement in the game. The atmosphere. The fact that there is a variety, you'll have some teams running a pro-style offense, exactly. you'll have some teams running an option offense, Yep. Uh, you have different types of defenses out there. Yep. The NFL, they, for the most part, they almost all play the same way. Yes. Um, yep. And that, you know, that's just me. Uh, now, I realize there are going to be people that absolutely love the NFL oh. game. Yeah. And I got it. I understand you love the NFL game. I got it. But it doesn't... uh, There's something missing with the NFL right now. 
Yeah, and like I said, I can't put my finger on it. I've been to pro games I've uh, in person. I've been to college games in person. Um, I don't think there's a comparison. Uh, like going to a Penn State or an Eagles game. Uh, I see it in person. I, I love... I love the atmosphere at University Park. Uh, it's a good atmosphere at a pro game, but it's a it's a different atmosphere. It's I don't know how to I don't know how to put it, Steve. It's just different, you know. Well, uh, it's it, it, everything about the pro game is professional. It is, yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a big part of it. I think yeah. a big part of the, the the pro game is that everything is professional. Yeah. And, you know, I don't even know what's on at halftime. Is there a band even at halftime of a program? I, uh, the last game I was to, there was no band at halftime. Yeah. No. But, uh, you know, and people will say that about the college game that's coming pro with the NIL and stuff like that. But it's still different, you know, uh, because not every kid that suits up for Penn State or Maryland or Rutgers is going to go play in the pro. Just like uh, two week, well, this weekend, some of the no, they go, they're going to go to a bowl game. But some of those kids at Penn State are going to bowl game. Where that's, they're playing the last football game of their lives, mm-hmm. and uh, it just I think it means more to them. Um, well, you know what? It's, you know what I find interesting. What I find interesting is this: that you have. On a given Saturday, especially when the players like have a bye week, mm-hmm. where do they go? They come back to campus. That's right. All these players will it, tell you it is that the best years of their life were here. Yeah, I mean, and this—it's not just Penn State. I mean, no. I'm talking about Ohio State. I'm talking about. I mean, I'm doing the Penn State Ohio State game. There's C.J. Stroud. Right, waving to the crowd, like you know, yeah. I mean, it's it, they they can't wait to be here, and like the pros, eh, yeah. they only go when they're being honored. Like, yes. okay, I got to go. I'm yep. being honored. Okay, I better I better go there. They, it's like it because it's such a business. Yeah, I think that it in the end it it, it plays a little bit with how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. You know and. That point you brought up there, Steve, is I never realized at Penn State how many people came back for games until this year. With the honorary captains that they had this year and yeah. then showing guys, I thought that was really a nice thing that uh, Penn State did this year, having the oh, honorary captains and stuff like that. Oh, no question. Yeah. I mean, I saw, you know, Sean Lee came back. Yeah. And he's living now in, in uh, uh, Santa Barbara. Okay. And he he was so excited to be back. Mm-hmm. A year ago, when they brought Paul Pozlesny back, yep. he was so excited to be back. I mean, I'm yep. talking like these guys walk up to you like like either at the game or at, at the practice, and they mm-hmm. bear hug you because they're so happy, you know, that they're back. Yeah, there, there's a, a former player at Penn State that lives in Lewisburg, Brian Burgoyne. Yeah, sure. Okay, he lives in Lewisburg, and his daughter plays on my granddaughter's softball team. So I see Brian a lot. In fact, we tailgated at uh, one of the games this year. But he went back to a game this year, and he went in with the ex-players. And, I mean, they're hugging guys he hasn't seen in maybe five, six, ten years. Uh, They're just – it's a fraternity. 
you know, th those guys are they're lifelong friends that they, they met up there at Penn State. And he he just had a blast going in there and talking with his old ex well, I won't say ex-players, but uh, old teammates and stuff like that. It was, it's just great to to see that camaraderie that still exists with those guys. And it's not like the NFL, for example. I uh, look the NFL gets higher ratings. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, so let's 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 be straight about that. The NFL does get higher yep. ratings, uh, and I think that's something important to remember uh, about that. But still, it's just there's something about it that to me is ah, there's something missing. Yeah. And, and maybe if I lived in Philadelphia, yeah, I'd feel differently. Yeah, you know. I mean, and look, and Eagles fans look they're yeah. they're they're justifiably. I mean, they feel they have a chance to win it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And they've got the best record. Uh, they got a big game with San Francisco coming up. I understand. I, I understand the passion for it, especially when you're hungry like that fan base is hungry. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just talking from a general overview. Mm -hmm. I mean, not even watching the Eagle. I'll sit there and watch the Eagles and go, Yeah, okay. You know they yeah. do they do a bunch of things really well. Um, quarterback is a good player. He's a very good player. He's not a great player. The wide receiver Brown is a great player. Smith can be a great player. Right. Run, running backs better than I thought it was going to be. The offensive line is very good. The defense is good, not great. I know you think they're great, but they're good, not yeah. great. Uh, and you know because again, I don't have any dog in the hunt. That's right. So I'm not sitting there. I'm just objectively looking at them and going, look, I thought last year I could have gotten quarterback great, wide receivers great, offensive line great, defense, wow, great, you know, except for linebacker. I'm like, great. Right? This year they're really good, but they're not they're not quite yeah. the same team as last year. But neither of the teams they're playing. That's right. Yes, exactly. No. Yeah. And and like you brought up a point, maybe it is quarterbacks being hurt. Yeah, um, because there are a lot of quarterbacks, first team quarterbacks that are injured this year. But um, it, like you say, it's different. It's, well, it's, it, to, to us or to me, it's, well, it's different. Well, look at the, I mean, here, I mean, here's one for you. Look at all the nationally televised games involving the Jets. Exactly. What? So what happened? Okay. Yep. Fourth play of the season, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. So all those preordained Jets nationally televised games, you are now sitting there, and if you want to, if you want to watch the Jets play, right, you have to make a choice between having water drip on your forehead or watching the Jets. <laughs> right. Yes. And you right. know, if if a team scores ten points, the Jets are going to lose. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you know? uh, but but again, the idea was. That Rodgers right. was going to be the quarterback, thus adding more excitement to it. And then the worst thing that could have happened to the networks is he gets hurt, and now they're stuck with what they have. That's right. Yeah. Yep. It's just like, what was it, the Bears game? Was that Monday night? I don't even know. It was, was Monday night. They win 12. What was it, the first time uh, a team won in how many years with kicking nothing but field goals? Yeah. Uh, just, there's just not much excitement there. 12 10 the final. Yep. Right. And, the, uh, and again, our offensive player of the game is Cairo Santos. That's right. The kicker is your offensive uh, player of the game. Okay. He was on the field five times. It was four or five. He was on the field five times. Yeah. I guess he might. Does he, he kick one. off? Yes, he did. Yeah, miss I know. One. He's four or five. But does he kick off? 
Yes, I think he does kick off also. So he was on the field 10 times. Right. All right. <laughs> we'll wrap it up in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Well, great to be joined by Greg Wetzel today. He'll be playing golf tomorrow at Bucknell. I would like to ask it the. Uh, uh, that the people out there that are playing in front of Greg tomorrow, <laughs> if you could just do this like a practice round at the U.S. Open and drop maybe 10 balls on there just to show the variety of putts <laughs> before Greg goes out there. So I'd like to say that to the 8, 8.30, and 9 o'clock groups. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. And then uh, do you, do you carry a chutter in your bag? No, 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 no. So That's only way, a Matt Catrillo thing. So, so you are, so you are like you like to use legitimate clubs. I, I try to, yes. I yes. mean, the the suit's over there, and he keeps stats on it. <laughs> like, oh, what are we doing? Why did I show up? It's just, oh. Maybe Matt uses analytics, and the suit loses the analytics for that. Yeah, here's the analytics. I, I think I think for the most part it's operator error. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's brutal. I'm two for four. <laughs> what? That's that's right. <laughs> I mean, I'll use the old Texas wedge and putt from off the green. I can do that. Yep, I can do that. So I was kidding. We're playing as a team. So when you're playing as a team, partners can line up putts for each other, things like that. Right. So I was off the green one day. We were playing Chartiers. I think it was Chartiers, not Sunny Hand. It was Chartiers. There's a false front on six. And I, I hit an iron in, and I got it to within 10 feet of the green. I was short. So I said to Jack, I said, I said, what do you think? Putt or chip it here? Oh, I putt. Yeah. I looked over and I says, I forgot you can't chip. He goes, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did putt. And I ended up just tapping him from a foot out. But there it's you like, go. <laughs> I, I said, I forgot. <laughs> Your home for news, AccuWeather, and sports. Celebrating 90 years of serving the Susquehanna Valley. We are WKOK Sunbury.